Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. PJ. He, uh, just, he just got on. Okay, so what is your worst travel story going to a race or coming home from a race? Probably, I went to Brazil for Global X Games, and when I showed up there, I was coming from another event, Right. and uh, I arrived there, and I was missing my knee braces and helmet. That's the <laughs> worst you can come up That's with? That's tough to ride. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you don't need a... The knee braces, sure, but the helmet you can get by without. <laughs> I've, I've ridden many times without a helmet, Tony, or yeah. brakes. <laughs> Jeff Aaron, our guest. Uh, Jeff, you got second, right, uh, at the uh, start of the third round of the Enduro Series in Reno. Is it pronounced Nevada? That's right. Nevada. Okay. I uh, wish I got second, though. I got fourth. Yeah, well, you hmm. know. Who does our script these days? I don't know. Well, how thanks, is, for thanks for beefing it up. You bet. That's Jeff, our job. How thanks is the Enduro Cross Series? On. We'll talk to you next time. Yeah, see you later. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for coming. How is the Enduro Cross Series? You know, <clears throat> things were looking a little shaky at the end of last year, but this year has been very strong. Uh, the first three rounds have had good turnouts and some pretty good racing, so um, I think that um, it's strong right now. There's, I'm certainly seeing advertisement for it uh, all over the place, and, and whenever I get to catch the re-airs, it's, I'm waiting to get to one. I have not yet got to. It's like one of the few things I haven't seen that I'm they're super stoked to go. They're see super live. rad to watch because, uh, and, and and they need to have. And maybe they're doing this, but they need to have the amateur classes go out so you can see what human beings look like going around that thing. Real, real people. Yeah, real people. Because <laughs> you people are insane. What do you mean by you people? What do you mean by that? I wasn't looking at you. I was talking to Jeff. <laughs> okay. No, I'm not making fun of you being a half Mexican or a half white person, whichever, whichever. Oh my you goodness would do. sakes! We are going to be brought up on charges by many people that are. Oh. Yeah, I'm his best when, man. When you come to the races, you get to see all that stuff. You know, there's a bunch of classes that race, and then uh, so you get to see everything. There's a women's class, there's amateur, there's yep. vet, and then it goes into pro, and uh, and then you can see. You know the difference, but but everybody. Jeff, uh, G, I'm sorry, Geoff. Uh, it's you when you when you race when you ride. It's a stunt show. Uh, you're able to do a things, stunt show. Yeah, you're able to do things that most normal people, even some of the best racers in our life, can't do. You are an, an amazing guy to watch. I've been doing 15 minute sprints just on the trials bike my whole life, so these these enduro crosses are right up my alley. Yeah, I was going to say Jeff's a former trials champion, so this just lends right into his wheelhouse of riding. Well, he's not just a former trials champion; he's a ten time former trials champion. Let's go back to PJ. PJ, you were talking about all the classes. Do do they dumb it down for any of the lower classes at all, or is it just carnage? Sometimes what they do is uh, they run the guys without a water pit during the day program, and then also sometimes for like the women's class they'll fill, they'll put pallets in between the matrix logs to kind of keep that from totally bottling up, and so there's a few little things. But so in the evening when it goes into the pro racing primarily, 
when they add the water hole and and they take that stuff out, then the, the track just gets harder and harder. You watch, uh, you look, go to endurocross.com if you want to follow along what we're talking about, if you're not familiar with it, but they've got a track map. Um, how close are they when, when you get there? And who's building them? Is is, is it? Uh, there's a guy named Shane Schaefer who's yeah, okay. yeah. pretty savvy with. Uh, we know Shane. Yep. Don't like I, him, but we know Shane. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's a hard worker. That guy works super hard. He's been around for a long time, and he's got some good motocross input, and he's you know been there designing these enduro cross tracks. So didn't he live in uh, Texas for a while? What's Shane? that? Didn't Shane live in Texas for a while? I think Shane's originally from Wisconsin area, something like that, and then uh, he lives down in Southern California. Okay, let's go back to PJ. PJ. Yeah, I was just going to say that um, you know there's. Gosh, and now you made me lose my spot with That's Texas. A, well, I was thinking with Texas. Oh, it was about gas gas because we were just kids. talking to yeah. uh, a f- another gas gas rider. It was very specifically about gas gas. Uh, we were talking to Andrew uh, DeLong. So would you say, are you part of what could be termed the uh, gas gas factory team? Would you? I mean, is it a factory effort in Endurocross? Is that an appropriate uh, statement? Yeah, we have a nice program. Uh, I'm not sure if we're full factory, but we have uh, factory support. So I guess uh, we are the best thing going in North America right now. So, um, yeah, between enduro cross racing and uh, GNCC racing and, um, you know, the trials competitions, we have a, a full, you know, five-rider team there. Um, we, we have a nice, nice effort with support from the factory. You do any trials, Jeff? I think it, yeah. It, right now, what's going on with me is uh, I still ride trials every week. Um, wow. I, I'm using it as a cross trainer for mm-hmm. enduro cross primarily, and then also, uh, you know, we manage the trials team, so we're out at every trials national. Uh, we're at the youth nationals. I've got two boys, uh, nine and seven years old, that are both riding ADCC gas gas, and um, so we're we're still pretty active, even though I'm not competing. Um, on the trials bike, um, I'm I'm doing a show this weekend in Indianapolis for for Red Bull at Air Race. And nice. We're always we're always busy. Now I'm I'm just gonna list off a few things, okay? And and pardon me if the numbers aren't all accurate, but 73 national trials uh, wins, right? Uh, six New England trials championships, uh, six L trial D Espanol honors. 13-time USA member of the U.S. Trials Donations Team, uh, AMA Amateur Athlete of the Year in 2000, 2000 and 2006 AMA Sports Athlete of the Year. Is there any one of those that stands out uh, perhaps more than others that you're m- most proud of? Uh, there's there's probably a couple of them. I mean, my first championship way back in 94 was big for me, and then my final championship in 2006 was big for me because it was a a record and um yeah i mean those are probably my two big trials accomplishments and then uh the icing on the cake would be that you know ama sports athlete of the year award Hmm. that's a good one to hang on the wall right jeff you've got an a spectacular career and congratulations on it are you feeling i mean we talk to every form of uh, motorcycle racer here in our lives on the pit pass. Do you think that uh, enduro cross is for the right rider? You know, something that can carry a years longer because certainly we don't see a lot of guys 
pushing much past uh, the early 30s, Mike not Brown. very often Mike in uh, in motocross. Yeah, I mean, there's there's uh, outliers in every in every series. Uh, Josh Hayes, who didn't want to quit racing, uh, road <laughs> right. racing, they're they're out there. I mean, what do you what do you think, Jeff? Is uh, enduro cross something that you can do later in life if you're uh, well, I'm a little too stubborn to quit, so you're talking to the wrong guy right now. Um, <laughs> That's good to hear. You know, I just can't help myself. I still love it, and I'm still riding well enough at it so that I can have fun doing it. And you know, I practice with Colton Haker all the time, and I mix my business with pleasure, and and so I'm I'm still enjoying myself there. I think uh, the Enduro Cross Series is a pretty cool thing. It's not for everybody, um, but it definitely showcases off-road bikes and. It can be a lot of fun because it's kind of a mixture of motocross and trials. You've been uh, part of the Red Bull family for a long time. Are you? Are you? You're still tied in with them? Yeah, I did some cool stuff with those guys this year. I've been been with them all the way back since uh, 2001. Yep. And um, um, this year I tried some new stuff. I went to Erzberg this year and was a guest commentator for cool. uh, the Red Bull TV show. Um, we went out and did demos at MotoGP, the air races. Um, and then we race enduro cross form still. So, um, yeah, Red Bull's been there for a long time, and the demo program has, has been slowing down a little bit over the years, but I still enjoy going out there and performing on the trials bike and at these big events. Jeff, I got a, I got a question for you. PJ and I were talking before the show about... PJ. PJ. Okay. PJ and I were talking before the show about Erzberg what's your take on it is that not the toughest race probably on the planet that's super intense um i did it all the way back in 2008 um and it keeps getting harder and harder every year it's um i really like it there's two days of qualifying um they just literally weed through thousands of riders they get 1800 entries for this thing and wow. and uh they narrow that down to 500 entries based on your speed um, for the final hair scramble day. And then it takes off and just does a bunch of big hill climbs and then just gets harder and harder and harder the whole race through. And these guys are intense. The top ten guys at at Hard Enduro right now are uh, some of the best athletes in the world, I think. And uh, it's amazing what they can get the bike through and how they can keep it going. They, uh, we've... You know, we had the last man standing here in the United States um, that that pissed Bill Gussie off because he <laughs> he thought you know he he dubbed the Moose Run as the toughest race, um, and then uh, <clears throat> the promoter Red Bull last man standing came in. But I remember, um, and I and I think Erzberg looks like it would be a lot harder um, than last man standing. You've seen them both, so maybe you could comment on that. And also, whatever happened to the Christinis, the all-wheel drive motorcycle? Are you are they still around? Didn't you used to race one of those? Yeah, I had some of my best seasons on the on the on the Christini, and those it worked really good for those uh, hard enduro races. Uh, it was kind of experimental, really, and uh, everything is quite a bit faster nowadays than it was back then. But uh, it clawed its way through some nasty terrain. I, I rode Erzberg, Romaniacs, and Last Man Standing on a on that all wheel drive bike. That's what it's like uh, 2012, 11 or twelve, something like that. Um. I'm trying to remember the years now. Um, I forget. Um, 2008, probably. Oh, it's uh, been a while. That's, that's going to say it's going back. Were those Jeff? Were those based on Hondas or what? What did they use? 
they started off like my story with Christine is kind of it, kind of funny because uh, I was I fully intended to ride my own bike when I showed up to Last Man Standing. Those guys happened to have some Hondas built, and he let me try it. And I thought, oh, okay, this is kind of neat. And uh, and then he goes, you want to race it in the event? And then I looked at my bike and I thought, oh. Okay. Wow. I guess I'll trash your bike instead of my bike. <laughs> That's a good it's way to say it. Hello, and parts corner. Yeah. yeah, and unfortunately, though, the bike was kind of like a magazine bike, had a lot of hours on it. It was a CRF 250 that uh, it almost got me to the finish, but uh, the, the bike quit and the motor actually failed like in a couple miles from the finish. Sounds like and one of Tony's bikes. The guys felt bad for me, so they were like, hey, what can we do to make it up to you? And I was like, if you build that on a 300 two-stroke, you know, I'll come back and race that thing. And then the following year, um, I got the runner-up spot at the same race on a KTM 300. Running up uh, close on the clock. There's there's a trick you do, and uh, I've seen a video of you doing it. I'm looking at a picture of you doing it right now where you actually have a guy lay down, <laughs> and then you jump over him. Has there ever been a time when you Oops. think – Whoopsie. When you say – move and you know maybe it doesn't come out your mouth but it i know i know it takes you know some severe talent to 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 get these bikes elevated but has it ever been really close <laughs> these guys are always prepared to be the human speed bump but uh <laughs> um yeah we've had a couple close calls and sometimes they're on purpose and sometimes not but uh all in all it's uh, it's been a pretty safe fun demo that we've done for years and years i have a feeling i would be that guy where you go you know let's cut it within like a half inch smagey came and did a demo for us one time in winterset oh yeah and uh the smagey family and the smagey brothers well and he, he brought his chick and i was a little nervous that uh, she was going to get clobbered because it was close and i'm sure that's all part of it but well sometimes i'll even give you a little nudge if i like you <laughs> well definitely maybe, not gonna maybe hurt. next time yeah maybe yeah. next time jeff it's always good to talk to you appreciate you jumping on uh ama amateur athlete of the year in 2000 and the uh, new england trials champion he's got the uh the record for that as well uh, how about sponsors man we get about uh 42 seconds who do you want to well. name there's tons of people that help us out, you know, but obviously, you know, Gas Gas has, has been my primary with, sure. you know, Red Bull right there. And, um, you know, I, I use a bunch of different companies, but I'm going to, I'm just going to keep it at that. Keep it simple. Uh, yeah. Can they find you online? Uh, you can look at all the social stuff. It's just at Jeff Aaron, G-E-O-F-F-A-A-R-O-N. Now, how's your rental, uh, your furniture rental business going? The uh, Aaron, not, is that not your family? I wish. I know. I wish that I was too. my bank account. <laughs> <laughs> but it's always good to talk to you. We're going to run another break, but uh, we'll look forward to talking again real soon, okay? Thanks for having me. You're listening to Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, part of the Front Porch People uh, Media Group. We appreciate you listening. Take a look at our website. They will be changing over the coming weeks and coming months. Some interesting things going on as we continue to bring our presentation of the world of motorcycling to each and every one of you. We hope you enjoy what we do. We surely enjoy it. Sometimes more than others. But tonight, for example, this particular show, I'm having a ball. Hope you are as well. Jack DeLeon producing our radio version. Leanne DeLeon, our internet version of the program. Appreciate those two so very much. Uh, we're racing to the top of the hour, about 15 minutes to it, but we'll be back after this short timeout. Stay tuned. It's Pit Pass.
I'm Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. 